At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You may know Jackson Pollock, the painter famous for his iconic drip paintings. But what do you know about his wife, artist Lee Krasner? On Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock, the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting, just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on Primetime Action, live from the South Point Hotel Casino. Tip of the strip, Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin. Uh, we did a little Highland Park High School research, uh, which, of course, Clayton Kershaw, Matthew Stafford, and Scotty Scheffler all attended. Though Kershaw and Stafford together have a picture of them being, like, friends when they were 13 like years kids, old or something. Yeah, so they've been a long time. So it's a private school. And, Kelly, you got a tuition or you're just guessing a tuition? I was guessing. What'd you, what was your guess? <laughs> 25? 25K oh, a year? Dude, I don't some, know. These places these, are pricey, man. I know some of these East Coast private schools now are like 35 large a year. Yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll continue with our research. I know this is very, very investigative on our part. Doug might know. Doug might know. Ladies and gentlemen, the host of Daily Wager, which is uh, weekdays on ESPN2, 3 p.m. Uh, Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, I'm guessing. I don't know. It drifts yes. a little bit. It's Doug Kazarian, everybody. How you doing, Doug? Yeah, we move around. Basically programming, right? So if there's like a lot of uh, stuff going on during the day, games, and uh, we, we move accordingly. So, but yeah, typically 6 Eastern, 3 Pacific. Good to be with you guys. Uh, I got to see you, Gil, recently. Yes. Matt, I haven't seen you in a while, but good to connect here. Nice job moderating your panel at Bet Bash 2. Well done. Thank you, sir. Thank you. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. Just get up there and... Full D-Gen mode, right? <laughs> full, full. That's right. It's a different discipline, that's for sure. Uh, all right, before we get to series prices on the series that have already been solidified, and before we get to the play-in, uh, play-in game starting tomorrow, the 7-8s, and then Wednesday, the uh, 9-10s, yesterday, um, I thought the Bucks played it perfectly. They're like, we're going to throw out all these guys. We're not going to try to win. We're going to lose. That's going to checkmate the Celtics into this Sophie's choice of, do we win to play the Nets? Do we lose to go to Canada and not have our players? And then Philly didn't 
play Harden and Embiid like they worked out for them, right? They ended up beating the Pistons. But it just, did you get the impression that some teams get it and some don't, I guess is the question. Yeah, I mean, there's total strategy, right? And you don't want to be totally obvious or at least admit it because then bulletin board material and everything like that. But I would absolutely want to play the Bulls. But also, you also want to not be afraid of anyone, right? So you want to put yourself in the best position, but also it's not the end of the world if something doesn't work out. I mean, Philly is not going to have Matisse Teibel in the three games in Toronto. Toronto won the season series, but it's a very different Philly team, obviously, now than earlier in the year. I just feel like this year's a little different because the East is so strong top to bottom as opposed to previous seasons back when it was like a two-horse or three-horse race in the East. Now you have like the Nets or seven seed. Now I don't think they're that great, but they're obviously a formidable seven seed. Uh, The Bulls are the one team I would probably want to single out, but at some point maybe you want to play the Celtics now before Robert Williams comes back and healthy. So I I do think they all put themselves in the right position, especially in the Western Conference too, but – I also don't think it's the end of the world if they didn't do that. Doug, you're a Lakers fan. I don't want to we, – we'll talk to you about the rest of the people that are in the playoffs for, for the rest of this segment, <laughs> but I do want to ask you about the Lakers. I mean, it, this team just in general, I mean, if you still have, if you have LeBron back and you have AD back, it's a pretty good duo to start building a team around. But is there is there is there hope for those two guys? Are we looking now at the – will there finally be a decline in LeBron's play? I mean, look – Father time is undefeated at some point, though. It looks like this guy is is one of those freaks in nature. Um, What do you feel about this Lakers team top to bottom here? Well, they won in the bubble because AD was actually a top five player, top seven player, right? He played great and he was healthy and just such a force. Remember, there was talk after the first two games that AD could win finals MVP. So he was that impressive. And I think LeBron's going to be fine. Guy takes care of his body better than anyone. He'll be just fine. He just can't do what he did like at his apex, but he's still going to be is such a beast. Like you need one bucket. I probably would choose Durant, but LeBron's in the conversation. If you need one basket at the end of the game, who do you go through? So the key is the role players. And then obviously Westbrook. I, I mean, this is a team starting Austin Reeves and Trevor Ariza. It's just insane. Um, how it came to this point, the entire world questioned these roster moves to get Westbrook and stuff like that, except for the Lakers front office. So maybe they're able to trade Westbrook for a package where, you know, teams get out of bad contracts for a longer duration and than Westbrook has left on his deal. That's the only, I think, remedy for this team. But they are, they're right there in the conversation. Now, they're not as perfectly assembled as like Phoenix because all those pieces fit and complement one another. But they're, they have some pieces like Malik Monk is a nice piece. And they have some other guys. They just need to like not have Westbrook and LeBron and AD need to be healthy. And then they're pretty darn good. Seven, eight games tomorrow, Doug, both in the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference. Nets, aforementioned Nets, favored by eight and a half in their game against the Cavaliers. Out West, though, uh, three and a half is the number between the T-Wolves and the Clippers. A play in either, and uh, I'll ask of you what I asked of these guys earlier, which is if if you're given the Grizzlies truth serum, who do they really want to play in a best of seven? You know, that's a good question. I I would want to face probably the T-Wolves. I think the T-Wolves are like the, the rawest and most undisciplined of all these teams. I think they, they, they have, they're a little helter-skelter. Now, when the threes are going, they're great. But they do kind of waste possessions. They chuck and duck a little too much for my liking. Whereas in the playoffs, you need to be a little bit more measured. I think the Clippers have some more polish. And I'm surprised by this line move. I'm surprised it's up to three and a half. I'm surprised by the Nets line move up to eight and a half. I would have made this number six and a half maybe. 
So I think eight and a half is way too much for a defense that look, they just let the Pacers come back on them. Yeah. The other day, the Rockets came back a week ago. This Nets team does not buy in defensively. They just want to outscore you. So when you have these large numbers and these backdoor covers and the Cavs, I think are, I'm not, I'm not sure if they're live, but yeah, I would probably say that they have a chance to win outright. So I, I just don't trust this Nets team defensively at all. And obviously KD and Kyrie are fantastic, but this team has not been winning big games and they've been beaten up on teams like the Pacers and some others. So I, I just don't, I don't think eight, I think eight and a half is way too big of a number there. Doug, did any of these series prices catch your eye at all? I mean, probably you're not looking at the Bulls uh, in that Buck series, but no. the the Raptors at plus kind of in that anywhere in that 155 to 165, or the Nuggets kind of in that 175 all the way to two dollar range, getting two to one on them. Anything like that? Any other one of those teams? So I, I think the Nuggets don't have a chance. I think the Warriors want the Nuggets. I think they can just with, with the way Clay has turned the corner the last week or so, and he's kind of like vintage Clay now. Um, at least offensively and shooting is, 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 is arc on his three. And then if Steph comes back, even if it's just for game two on, and they've developed the guys like pool and some of the other guys, I don't think that Denver can hang at all. Um, so I think that price seems cheap to me, but obviously there's the uncertainty with Steph, but I, I think they're just fine. Um, because I think defensively they can handle Jokic and company. And then obviously he's a fantastic player, but they don't have a ton to go on outside of him. Gordon's been playing well. Barton's been playing well. Monte Morris as well. But for the most part, it's Jokic and a bunch of others. I actually am still toying with the idea of just going to hammer the Bucks series price. I don't understand this line. It was so short when it came out. I think it should be like minus 3,000. I think it's laughable, even at 1,200. Um, I don't think the Bulls have a chance. The Bucks have not lost to Chicago with Giannis in the lineup since 2017. Now, granted, previous Bulls teams were not very good. I get that. This team's much better with DeRozan coming on board, and they've kind of figured some pieces out with Levine and Ball. But for the most part, this Bucks team owns them. Remember, the Bucks weren't at full strength for most of the season. They just got Lopez late in the season back from injury. Their actual starting five has only played a handful of games. So I, I, I'm really excited to see this Bucks team make a run. I don't think I think minus two and a half games you can do that prop, but I want no part of the Bulls. I even think 1,200, 800, whatever it is. It's pretty cheap. Now, the question is, you got to lay a big, big number to make it worth your while. Would you rather play the minus two and a half at about minus 115, or would you take a flyer on, on the sweep? Um, well, I, yeah, I mean, you, you kind of like can massage, like play out of some of those positions, right? You can like fourth quarter, if a game's tight, you can take four and a half, five and a half. If somehow the Bulls are tied or whatever, early fourth. So there's ways you can do it individually, live, live betting. I would probably just lay the two and a half instead of the plus money sweep. I just think, you know, that it could be very easily be a gentleman's sweep. Uh, now, they did go into Miami and swept them last year, right? The Bucks swept Miami in the first yeah. round. We thought that would be a great series. And obviously, the Bucks came to play. And I just think it's one of those things. This Bucks team is going to be a really tough out. They kind of, they're kind of like the Phil Mickelson. Once you get over the hump and get that first major like Mickelson did, then everything just started coming easily, right? He, all the nerves, everything, he's relaxed. I think the Bucks are confident, loose. They've been there. Um, I mean, they even traded mid-season for Torrey Craig. So they, they've made moves like that to go uh, go go with full strength. And they're not even using Ibaka. So I, I think they're going to be really tough out. And like Giannis is even better than he was last year almost. I'm going to eliminate the Nets from this question because that's the easy out here. So outside of the Nets, which if you had to pick one of these play-in teams to maybe make some noise moving forward, who would you pick? So both conferences? Yeah. I would say definitely not the Spurs or Pelicans. 
Um, it's tough because it would be whoever gets matched up with Memphis. So if, if Clippers win tomorrow, it would be the Clippers. But I don't like them against Phoenix. I think Phoenix. I think Phoenix is going to steamroll the, the West. I think they're so loaded and so perfectly assembled. Every like three and D guy. It's just it's all perfect. They all complement each other so well. But I think the Hawks. I mean, look, we saw the Hawks do last year, right? And if John Collins comes back from this injury, they have plenty of scoring off the bench. Bogey's going to be in the running for sixth man of the year, although he's going to finish second or third. We know it's going to be hero. And they just have, like, I mean, Trey Young can flip the switch. So I like what Atlanta did last year. And I think they can make a run. And also, like, Miami doesn't scare me much at all. Their offense is shaky. Uh, Boston's obviously very good, and so is Milwaukee. But I would I would say one of those teams because Philly's fragile, too. Um, and then we know the Raptors and Bulls are fragile. So I would say the Hawks, but it depends. I mean, you, you want them getting the eight seed and match up with Miami over over Boston. Doug, we only have 30 seconds. I might have missed this, so forgive me if I did. Raptors, Sixers, no play on the Raptors? No opinion. I actually think Philly's going to be okay here. Um, I don't believe in the Raptors at all, but I love their coach, and at times they're really good, but I just don't trust them. I, I think Philly wins and then you know wets down their leg or something in the next round. All right. We appreciate the image as well, Doug. To close things out. <laughs> well done. Doug Kazarian, everybody, from Daily Wager. Thank you, Doug. Appreciate it. You got it, fellas. Thank you. At Doug ESPN for uh, all his stuff on the Twitter machine as well. Doesn't believe in the Raptors. Doesn't believe in them. Which is which is actually nice to hear someone not yes. be on the Raptors because I was starting to feel a little too trendy there for a second. Byron Buxton at second base. Get me my MVP. We're coming back right here on Prime Primetime Action. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock, he might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist, season two, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever, and the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. 
like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete free for cash all season. Enter weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to join the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin. We should probably update the scores, Kelly, all over Major League Baseball. What do you got? Hey, let's do that. We'll start with, uh, yeah, we got baseball and one hockey game going on. A is up on the Rays, 9-1. to one. Eighth inning, no live numbers posted for that one. The Mets up on the Phillies, 4 to nothing in the eighth inning. That game, you get, uh, let's see, live numbers just flashed off for that one. That is in the bottom of the eighth, though, Mets up 4 to nothing. Phillies uh, lead off with a... Walk, so they'll have a runner at first with nobody out trying there to make up that deficit. That's why we're adjusting numbers, most likely. Uh, Blue Jays up on the Yankees, 3 to nothing in the bottom of the seventh. Blue Jays, minus 1050 live. If you're feeling lucky on the Yanks, you can get them 6-1, to one, four and a half. your live total. I was just mentioning to Gil um, on break there, Alec Manoa, for the, uh, the starter there for the Blue Jays so far. Six innings of one-hit ball against the uh, against the Yankees. Seven Ks for him in this one. That said, his night is done because he threw 89 pitches, so they'll be going to a reliever here in the seventh. Nice job, Paulie Spore, calling that this morning. Nationals up on the Braves, 5-1. to one. That game in the bottom of the fifth inning. Live numbers currently off the board. And the Twins up on the Mariners, one to nothing. That game in the bottom of the fifth Live numbers off the board there as well. Over on the ice, we do have that one game still going. Jets and Canadiens tied at two. Halfway through the third period, Jets minus 150. Montreal plus 110. Five and a half, your live total. Juiced heavily to the under. I was just saying off air, I made my second NFL draft wager. Over on the quarterbacks at three. I won't say where. But uh, minus 115. That feels push or better, and I think as if it's minimum push, 
that was a strong bet. Yeah, I'm I'm, I, 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 I love that one. I'm, I'm on the over two and a half, but I had to pay, I had to lay a lot more juice than that. So I, I probably will do a little adding on for for that one. Because again, it's like we said, we know two two are going for sure. And then it just, it happens every year. Somebody gets quarterback needy. Look, you get that extra, you get that fifth year. It's it's just, it's so huge yeah. to get that fifth year. And again, you get to pick 32 and the Lions are sitting there. They're gonna take. They're gonna take a guy. Jeff Parlay on a numbers game this morning. We were going through this. He uh, he read out someone's mock draft, and I wish I could remember who and where this was. Was this uh, but, over at ESPN? No, I saw today? no. It was it was more random than that. But someone <laughs> this mock draft had three quarterbacks going in the top five. Yeah. Trades and quarterbacks. So it was uh, who? Who's did I catch? Jordan and, Reed at ESPN. He had two. He had the two going in the top ten. He had a Willis to the Lions at two, and then pick it to the Panthers. And again, what's amazing about this is, like, if you talk to anybody who's like super immersed in college football, Chris Felica being one of them, right? The Bear, he, he he's 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 like none of these guys should be drafted that high, right? Like they shouldn't based on talent. But it's like we say, these teams perhaps justifiably go quarterback crazy beyond anything you could possibly imagine because you're nothing in this league without one. Especially, it's, especially if you have multiple picks this year, which eight teams do. Eight, right? Yeah, exactly. There's even more of a reason for okay. Let's gamble. You know, we've got or a couple trade, picks, right? Yeah, or trade. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I think it's that's where like it's not always. We, we, I think it's super important for the NBA draft too, especially what it's turning into when you have weaker NBA drafts. Some of the guys that we're talking about, like okay, cool, they're going to be stretch fours in the NBA. That like they might not be the greatest guys in college at what they do, but like you know we're looking at Chet Holmgren and Jabari Smith. It's it's just they fit a perfect mold of a player in the NBA. So guys that covered college basketball sure might might not be like these are the best guys out there, but they're going to go that high because of that. In the NFL, it's different too. The NFL draft is very different from what kids did in college. I mean, it's just trying to project guys to the next level and what they're going to do. Any other bets for you, NFL draft, that you'd like to discuss? Mm, no, I mean, no, I didn't. Not that I'd I like did, to discuss, Gil. I did the, I did the quarterbacks. I did the, I did the Stingley bet. The only one I'm, the stuff I'm kind of, I dug into a little bit this weekend. I'm going to do more of this week is is trying to kind of figure out if there's any indication of the, the schools. You know, because we get that, right, like from a certain school or from a certain conference or from a certain whatever, because that doesn't really matter who drafts them and where if we're fairly confident they're going to go in the first round, right? And so yeah. like, that's the thing that I'm trying to kind of hone in on right now, right, if there's any of those those bets that might be worth making. Because, again, like, yeah, all these teams with multiple picks, it might be hard to target which pick they use on which guy, but – if we're fairly confident the guy is going to go, right. then then we can at least say, okay, well, this this many Big Ten or whatever, this many SEC guys or this many whatever Georgia guy, or whatever it might be. So that's what I'm trying to like kind of kind of figure out right now, right? Because I do think it's going to be tough. We we were we were on it last year of of nailing like you know over unders on on pick on on picks. We were over, uh, nailed a few like exact what position that teams were going to take and all the different things like that, but. With so many with two with two picks, and then the th- other thing is, is a lot of these teams their picks are fairly close together. Right. Yeah. So right. they're they might just which which 
which one they use for which guy, they might not even know until a week before or whatever or something like that. I'm like, ah, we'll use the first one on the offensive line and the second one on the defensive end or whatever, or, you know. Or I, I will say the baseball draft of whatever year it was, 2009 or whatever it was, with Angels had back-to-back picks, and they drafted my buddy Randall Gritchick first and then Mike Trout. Yeah. To, to your example. Right. Yeah, I, yeah, I think it, it's – yeah, you're right, Matt. I didn't really think about it as closely before because none of them have been that attractive to me. But, like, draft position bets are going to be probably the, or probably the heart the – the one most affected by this stuff this year, yeah. but most difficult to make. You're right. I think the one that – the one that I kind of look at was started looking at more today were the – Teams to draft specific position. Yeah, I was ones, just about to bring which this I up. think Stations has up they right. Do. Stations Casinos yes. has up here in Las Vegas. But you know, just seeing like Warren Sharp and there's multiple other people out there reporting basically who got what teams are visiting with what players. And you're seeing you know the Patriots pre-draft visit so far three corners and one offensive lineman. Like you can get a little bit of an idea of where, what teams are looking at when you see stuff like that. I mentioned it earlier, but the Packers four wide receivers, one edge, and one one D. Uh, defensive lineman. Uh, the Panthers, six quarterbacks they've brought in. Like, you know, they, they can tip your hand a little bit when you can get this kind of info and then kind of start matching that up uh, with numbers that are available. Here are the teams that they have listed. Titans, all available for exact position of first drafted player. Titans, Cowboys, Patriots, who you just mentioned. And by the way, cornerback is plus 220 there. Steelers, Commanders, Seahawks, Falcons and Jets. That's what they limited it to. So, like, the Packers yeah. aren't available. I, I feel like we might not see the Packers listed anywhere because you have, like, they yeah. have to take a wide receiver. Yeah. And, and of those teams that listen, I'm not sure who would draft what. Yeah, I think they're, I think at least at first, hey, look, they're, they're the first I've seen to market with that, with those props. Yeah. So good on them, though. Good on them. Yeah. But yeah, it's not going to surprise me if it's pretty limited here, at least to start. Good on them. William Hill and Stations. Think they're the only books in town with anything? I, I haven't caught anything else yet. No, that have much up anyway. You know, besides the yeah, the just the first overall, right? Like first overall yeah. pick one, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, I know. Brutal, Dylan. <laughs> brutal, Dylan Bundy. Yeah, five innings of one hit ball. There for you the go, twins. Dylan Bundy. For the Twins, the Twins holding on to that one zero lead. Over my more. Seattle Mariners. It's about to be it's more. It's funny. I hate the crack and love the Mariners. Yeah, you're very you're you're a lightning rod. In so it's, so it's I, I don't it's, it has nothing to do with the city, guys. It just has to do with. We the should team. pull the good people of Seattle and find out what what uh, Matt Brown's likability rating is there. Hey, I love the Mariners. Just dislike yeah. the Kraken. Four nothing Twins. I guess they got out of that inning. I, when I did the update, it was one nothing too. So at some point, they dropped a three spot. Uh, I saw Byron Buxton got knocked in, but I thought that was two to nothing at that point. I don't know what happened after that. Interesting. Interesante. Someone might have hit a Somebody two run ding Yeah, I was going to say. Hmm. We'll check on that. Uh, the Phillies have scored. They were down four to nothing in the eighth. Here, I was four to one uh, with one down as uh, Kyle Schwarber on a fielder's choice gets the RBI. So. Four to one now in favor of the Mets. Bottom of the eighth, one out. Philly still uh, with runners, with ducks on the pond, as they say. I love the, uh, I love the difference between. I don't know if you guys caught this today, but the, you know, the the LeBron end of season stuff, where you know he's, 
not his decision in offseason roster moves and stuff. It's just, it's such a lie. When you know DeMontis Sabonis is coming out today and making it very vocal that he wants to be involved in the next head coaching search for the Sacramento Kings. It's like, well, the Kings are definitely going to listen to him, and you know the Lakers are listening to LeBron. Why are we trying to hide this? Oh, man. Uh, Giants game starting in 20 minutes hosting the Padres. There are some reports. We're we experiencing tons of wind here in Las Vegas. There are some reports that that wind might be blowing out severely. I would check on that because that might be a possible handicapping angle. We'll look into that next Champions League with Paul Carr on VEASAN's Primetime Action. You are looking live at Primetime Action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Oh, I think we blew it. Uh, there's a position player pitching in the A's Tampa Bay game. Brandon Phillips has taken the hill for the Rays, and we didn't get here in time, but uh, a grand slam off a, was a 57-mile-per-hour pitch, 45-mile-per-hour? He, he followed up. The, he, his, his next pitch, I don't know what that one was, but his next pitch was 45. So <laughs> I imagine it was somewhere in the in the neighborhood of that. And the A's hit a grand slam. Ah, oh, we uh, blew that. We, we had an in-game-over opportunity. Uh, I'm so sorry, we failed it's you. It's hard to this yeah, watch man. all the stuff and like try to talk intelligently. It's and, like we're doing a show. And the whole nine yards. Uh, just just follow. We've had Kevin Roth on the show yes. several times. Yes. He does say it's windy in San Francisco and the wind is blowing out. But he said this is just, I, I don't know if this is fact or his commentary or opinion or what. Mm-hmm. So take it with whatever you want to. But he said it's a good time to remind everyone that the park was built to minimize the impact of wind. Mm. So... Again, take it for what it's worth. I'm just, I'm just telling you what he says. No, I mean so. he, he's probably right about that. I don't, I don't ever remember it being phrased that way, but it makes sense because Candlestick was wind hell. Right, right. And, and they so, probably, yeah. if they had a chance to build one from the ground up, yeah. they probably said, "How can we make it to where at least every single game isn't affected by?" I've been in that ballpark many nights when it was windy, and it it really doesn't affect scoring now that he mentions it. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't go crazy, but I will turn it on to just see what's going on. It will be, yeah. yeah. I mean, it will be. It will certainly be interesting if. I bet you, though, with this, there. How many times have there been fifty? If, if it really can be like right. fifty, gu- fifty mile an hour gusts. Well, they I say mean, twenty to twenty three at the ballpark, but at the airport SFO, uh, it's fifty seven mile per hour winds. I'm thinking you shouldn't fly in on that, especially where that airport is. That sounds right. terrifying. Yeah. You miss that a little bit, you're in the water. Right? Yeah. You Whoa. miss that thing just a tad, you're in the water, man. Yeah. I don't know why they built the airport there. Like, I don't know why they built Candlestick there. Apparently, like this candlestick story is like when they when they showed him the land, it was like the middle of the day. It was glorious sunshine. They didn't know like how miserable it could be at different times of day. Anyway, anyhow, bet accordingly, bet cautiously on that. I, I'm really upset. I can't find if anybody knows out there of yeah. a Twitter account that is just alerts when position players take them out. We we got to get one of those. I, I need to know. I need to know about. It. Please tw- please tweet us. Typically, I have a pretty good text chain of people who who are good about that. I didn't get one about yeah, this. Yeah. I ain't getting surprised. So maybe it maybe it came quick, but Oakland with that grand slam went from a that nine, he hit. 9 to t- <laughs> Oh my, destroyed it. I mean, it went from a 9 to 2 a lead to a 13 to 2 lead bottom of the ninth now. So those that fun shenanigan is over. Vlad is up. And he strikes out by Guerrero. By the way, the uh, J- JT Rail Muto did hit a two-run shot for the Phillies, so that game has gone from four to nothing. Uh, that it was four to one. Now it's four to three. Two out, nobody on for the Phillies. They're still taking their hacks against uh, Seth Lugo now. Four to three Mets. Nick Castellanos 
at the plate. And not that I, you know, I don't know if this is going to change anyone's opinion, but we just, uh, cause uh, when we had Paul Sporer on, he was wondering about uh, Luis Patino and he did get pulled out two thirds of an inning for the raise. It is an injury for him. Oh, so it, okay. it, it was an injury for him. So again, if, if that if that changes how you view this Rays team, it was some sort of oblique injury, which, as we know with pitchers, the oblique injuries are not good. Not good. Not good. Ladies and gentlemen, to talk some Champions League with us, the quarterfinals second leg tomorrow. It's Paul Carr. How you doing, Paul? I'm well. Loving the baseballs going. My Royals are no longer in first place, but it was a good run while it lasted. Did you screenshot the standings when they're in first? Were you like, <laughs> absolutely? Let me get no, that. Send in those there. around while you can. Absolutely. All right, we do this every time, Paul. But for those who are just landing on a soccer segment for the first time, I just want to yeah. we'll give them context. We're not talking about a national league. We're not talking about a Premier League in England or a Bundesliga in Germany or a La Liga. Uh, we're talking about the Champions League, and this is during those seasons that I just mentioned. And now we're in the quarterfinals, and you don't just play one quarterfinal game. You have a couple legs of this. Can you explain yep. the aggregate scoring deal? Yep. It's pretty simple now that they got rid of the away goals tiebreaker. Two games, home and home, aggregate score, most goals advances. If you're tied after playing 90 minutes both places, you play half an hour of extra time uh, after the second leg. If it's still tied after that, you go to penalties. No so more of that. Most, away, most goals wins. No more of that away goals mean more than home goals thing. Correct. Yeah. Okay. There's there some good things about it. Some not so good, but it makes the math a lot easier. All right. So tomorrow you have two games concurrent at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Pacific. Chelsea and Real Madrid. Uh, first leg, three to one in favor of Real Madrid, and that yeah. game was in London. Yeah. 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 So now, so Chelsea's got their work cut out for them. We see the lines, uh, the three ways, if you will, with the draw in the mm -hmm. middle. Total set at two and a half. Which way are you going here? Uh, so I'm going, looking for goals in this one. And I will say, just to point out the three-way, you see weird lines here sometimes because, for example, Chelsea can win this one, this game, and Real Madrid will still advance. So if Chelsea wins 1-0, Real Madrid's still advancing 3-2 on aggregate. So uh, right, exactly. Again, just uh, That's why sometimes these lines just look wacky. And you see them, you're like, wait, oh, this is all messed up or whatever. And that's the reason. And of, of course, the usual reminder, these are all 90 minute bets. Extra time doesn't count toward the bets most of the time. Uh, anyway, I like over two and a half goals in this one. Uh, Chelsea, it sounds weird to say for a team that lost three, one Chelsea wasn't terrible in the first leg other than one horrific pass from the keeper that led to Real Madrid's third goal. Chelsea had plenty of opportunities, two, three real golden chances. They didn't finish. And then for Real Madrid, Kareem Benzema just had two of the best headers you're ever going to see from angles and uh, just getting his head in the right place, putting the ball in the right place. It was really impressive. So I think Chelsea is obviously going to have to go for it. And Real Madrid, that plays right into their hands. They love to counter. They love to sit back and just pick you off with Benzema, Vinicius Jr. and company. So I think we're going to get goals one way or the other. Either Chelsea is going to possess and turn those into goals or Real Madrid's going to take advantage and and find them on the counterattack. So I like over two and a half goals minus 125 here. All right. Villarreal from La Liga, Bayern Munich from Bundesliga. Uh, Villarreal won the first one, one nil, didn't they? Yeah. It's probably the biggest surprise of the first legs. And it wasn't a fluke. You know, they got outshot 22 to a 12, but Villarreal had the better chances. Their expected goals numbers were about even. And that doesn't even account for the fact that Villarreal had I don't know, three, four, five counterattacking chances that didn't result in shots. They just blew one way or the other beforehand. So there is something about VRL's managers names, Unai Emery, uh, in knockout tournaments. He took, uh, VRL to the Europa league title last year. Europa league is basically like the NIT of European soccer. Uh, he took Arsenal to the runner up finish a couple years ago. He won it three times with Sevilla. 
so he's got some magic. Uh, I don't know that they can hang on in Munich, but I do think they're going to scratch out a goal because they just have such a good plan. They rested everybody over the weekend. Nobody started the both games last week. So everybody's fresh. Uh, I like both teams to score here is ultimately what I'm playing. Minus 120 is my price. Byron's going to score at home. They score at home with 52 straight home games. Uh, and I think Villarreal has enough of a game plan where they'll get one. You know, Maybe they lose by a goal or two or three, but I think they'll get a goal. So I like both teams to score. I like it. All right, let's go to Wednesday. couple concurrent games again, 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Pacific. Again, second legs of the quarterfile in the UEFA Champions League. Uh, let's start with Man City and Atletico Madrid again. This is Premier League versus La Liga. Yep. Uh, Atleti lost, right? Man City won the first one, one nil yeah. over Atleti. What, how do you play in this one? Yeah, this was. I wasn't sure how, how the first leg would go, and it turns out it kind of went the obvious way in that Man City had seventy percent of the ball. Atletico literally had zero shots the entire game, Jeez. Uh, and Man City won one nil. They scored, I think, in the seventieth minute or so to get the goal. So I think this is going to be the same. I mean, Atletico is a defensive minded team. They look for that opportunity on the counter. You know, they're going to try and win this game one nil and get to penalty kicks, but man City's just not going to let them. I mean, they're solid defensively. They're used to playing against this type of team, not this high quality, a defensive team necessarily, but they're used to going against the bunker. So I think city's going to win this. I think they'll scratch it out one way or the other. Uh, minus 120 is the price I have for them to win. And that's what I played here. By the way, I buried the headline, Paul Carr, and you're, and you're too <laughs> dignified to even bring it up, but you went three and O on your numbers game picks in the premier league. This, this uh, weekend highlighted by the man city, Liverpool draw. So congratulations to you and everybody who followed nicely done. Yeah, it was a good run. Three plus money picks. And, about as not sweaty as they can be. I mean, yeah. you're always sweating a draw. Like a draw is not fun to bet because it's impossible to, you know, win it early. Uh, but yeah, the other two were relatively comfortable wins and, and the draw, you know, that game fizzled out a little bit toward the end as great as it was in the first hour or so. That's okay. You just, you just want to win the bet. It's no biggie. Take it, take it and run. It yeah. took, it took Liverpool to come on the screen for the trigger that in my brain. I apologize. Uh, and then the okay. final one is Liverpool. That's what, that's yeah. why uh, triggered me. Liverpool uh, premier league against uh, the Premier Liga's Benfica and uh, first uh, first leg of this, it was Liverpool three to one, easy peasy. You yep. have a play on the total here. Yeah, three one. That game went. I mean, almost exactly as a lot of people expected. Liverpool controlled most of it. Uh, they got a late goal. You know, they kept pressing the whole time to cover the one and a half, which was nice for me, and also you know win by two goals. Uh, so I, I don't think this one will be the same. We got a hint of this last round. Liverpool won the first leg at Inter Milan 2-0 and then came home and just kind of shut it down. And they actually lost 1-0. But Inter was didn't look super dangerous most of the time. And Liverpool seemed content to just keep them from doing anything. I think it'll look kind of the same here. I like under 3.5, minus 125. Uh, it's always a little unnerving to bet against Liverpool scoring goals because they're really good at scoring goals. But, you know, if Benfica strikes first, Liverpool will just tighten it up even more. Liverpool gets a goal or two, you know, it's pretty much all over and they can just uh, shut it down. So I like under three and a half minus 125, my price. All right, Paul, we'll do it all again in the morning. How about that? Sounds great. Talk to you then. My man, Paul Carr at Paul Carr on Twitter from the expected value podcast, also true media network. So we have two champions league games tomorrow during the daytime two NBA play-ins at night. Same thing on Wednesday. Two more quarterfinal legs in the Champions League Wednesday. Then two more play-ins, the 9-10, if you will, on Wednesday. Coming back, speaking of those play-ins, we'll talk about those next. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, We've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist, season two, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever, and the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get everything you need to bet on baseball this season with 24 7 streaming, daily best bet emails, including advice, data, and strategy for only $19. Our all digital MLB guide at VSIN.com is available now. Adam Burke with futures, team previews, and best bets for all 30 clubs, plus Jason Weingarten's MLB futures bets, trends, and more. Sign up today and get full access to VSIN through the NFL draft. For only $19 at vsin.com slash spring. You made a great point. 
We didn't get text. First of all, I usually get text when there's a position player pitching. It's kind of what betters do. We're sort of aware of it, and then we bet accordingly, if you know what I mean. Try to beat the books to the punch, because someone's usually asleep at the wheel. But you made the best point of all, which was? I, I don't want to be old man like yelling at the clouds here. Do it. Or Do it. Be the old but man. It's, it's the fourth game of the season. <laughs> That's probably and they why were we, only down seven runs. Probably why we didn't get text. Like, what are they throwing a position player out there for? That's expanded <laughs> rosters at the beginning of the season, too. You're so right, man. Like, I'm just like. Now that I look at the score, I'm like, wait, that was a grand slam. So they were only down, like, they're down seven runs. Like, it's the fourth game of the year. You told a great story, too. We need to see this. Brett, Brett Phillips did what? Oh, yeah. Christian Pache flew out to the warning track, and he's jogging back. And he told him, he was doing like, he said, you need to hit the weight room. Like, you need, you got a little <laughs> more awesome. weights. It was, pretty, it was pretty great. But, yeah, I mean, I don't want to be like, again, Baseball. Get off my okay, lawn, baseball. Guy. But get off like, that. It's lawn. like, come on, baseball. Like, you know, I mean, like, we can deal with this in game 90, and you're trying to, like, protect your bullpen and stuff. And all this. It's the fourth game of the season. I'm all for it. If it's not a three run game, go ahead and throw someone out there. Let's have three, some three run game. Four, four run game, throw a position <laughs> player right, out there. That's right. All right. Speaking of which, the Phillies just uh, were down four to nothing. They played five runs in the eighth. Mets go to Mets. Phillies five, Mets four, going to the top of the ninth. Mets trying to get back in it. <laughs> Kelly said three-run lead. Anything above a three-run lead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, go to the position come on, if, it's blow, if we're blowing it wide open, Kelly, let's just come on. Uh, let's throw out the position look, players. We man. talked about this. The defense was going to be rough. And sure enough, I mean, Alec Bowman had three errors in the first three innings of this game. We, this Phillies team, who knows how many times the errors and stuff are going to cost them games. But again, you just go down this. Schwarber, Realmuto, Harper, Castellanos, Hoskins, Didi Gregorius, Gene Segura. Like this lineup is potent. It ain't the Jays, but it's pretty up there. This lineup is potent. Now yeah. the fielding is gonna be garbage all year, because I mean that's just you're sacrificing so much. But I mean, like, Schwarber has to play the field. Obviously, Baum is is horrible out in the field. Um, you've got, you've got Reese Hoskins who had the, you know, had to move him to first base cause he was so bad out in the outfield when they tried all that stuff with him. So again, it's, you're sacrificing some of the stuff for all these hitters, but man, they were able to do that probably at any given time. How about Sergey Romo still pitching for the Mariners? <laughs> Sergey Romo, one of the, uh, nine giants who won all three world series with the team back in 2010, 2012, 2014, still playing good for him. Reliever. Yes. Yes. I remember those teams. I remember those teams. Kelly Bidlin, everybody. I was telling Isaiah the other day, I was like, I could definitely name more players off of like those Giants teams than like definitely on the current Giants team. Is oh, Buster Posey wow. still playing? He retired, right? He just, just this just year. Just retired? Just this offseason, yeah. So um, Crawford. Brandon, J- Brandon Crawford. Brandon, I was going to say right. JP. Brandon, Brandon Crawford. Yeah. So I kind of got that one. You know Brandon Belt. Brandon Belt. Yeah. That's it. I, I, I definitely can't name it. Jays holding on to that 3 nothing lead over the Yankees. Again, an awesome start by Alec Manoa for them. Six innings of one-hit ball with seven Ks against this Yankees lineup. And so far, so good with the bullpen protecting the lead for them, though they did get – somebody is on first base right now um, for the Yankees. But, man, this uh, Blue Jay team out to out to a 2-1 and one start on the year. And George Springer, 3-4 for four in this game with three RBI. And that was one of the things we were talking about in the previews leading into this was – the other thing to kind of remember about that Jays team last year is they they didn't have Springer for about half the season, you know. So if, if he can stay healthy, 
That is a big, big, big boost to this to this lineup. I'm telling you, if the Astros, you know, win the division again this year, it, it the conversation starts to come up. It's like, wow, you can like lose Springer and lose Correa right. and still win. Like it's amazing. Um, we'll see, of course, if that happens this season, having lost Correa just this offseason to the Minnesota Twins just before the season started. Uh, last five minutes, let's re- let's go back to how we started the show for those who missed it. Talking about the play-in games tomorrow night, the play-in games on Wednesday, tomorrow night, the 7-8s in both the Eastern and Western Conference. The Nets and the Cavaliers in the East, the winner, will get the seventh seed and will take on the Boston Celtics in a best-of-seven first-round series. Nets favored by 8.5 tomorrow night, 228.5 the total in that game too large of a number for you, but I, I, I'm guessing you're not racing to bet the Cavs yeah. either. Yeah, no, it's look, it'll probably be one of those things where the Cavs will, there's going to, there will be, there will be a time where everyone's going, Oh man, this Cavs team is really hanging in there. Yes. You know, Oh, sure. really hanging yeah. in there. Yeah. How many times this week are we like, what do the Nets know they have to try? And, and then, then it's they, like fourth quarter rolls them. around and they yeah. just look at each other and go like, oh, okay, we're going to do this now. Okay. Let's this. Go. Yeah, yeah. Off we go. And then they just go and, and just, so it's just that number. It would not surprise me if it ends up somewhere really, really close to that number. And it gets close to that number in the, inside the fourth quarter. Yeah. If I, I, I guess I was a little surprised. Doug thought this number was, was too big. I think it's about right on and, and, uh, and I'm with you, Matt. I think it could be right around here, like an eight or nine point win for the, for the Nets. But uh, I got the Nets in the money line. I'm not. I'm not going to mess around with the, with the points at all. I do think that at the end of the day, they are going to be the team that wins here. We're we're talking about a uh, um, a Cleveland team that just has has struggled down the stretch here as the injuries have piled up. Nine and fifteen uh, over their past twenty four games. Twenty first in the league in net rating. Uh, minus 3.1 uh, in that time. So I'm laughing because we're looking at this game in San Francisco and it just looks lovely. <laughs> I, I turned it, it on. It look like there's. Any, I know it looks fine, right? It's perfect. I was like, I haven't it's seen a, 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 a shot of the sky yet or anything like the foul pole. No, you can but. tell by like nobody's wearing like their parkas <laughs> or anything. Usually that happens. Just glorious night in San Francisco. Forget everything we said. Um, so yeah, anyways, I like I like the uh, I did a Nets and Pelicans money line parlay. That that's it for me for the play-in games. I think Clippers Timberwolves is going to be a fantastic game, and then maybe Hawks would be looking to maybe live better. Hawks, Hawks. I actually agreed with what Doug said when he said he he was surprised that both lines moved up, meaning the Nets went from seven and a half to eight and a half, and in the other one tomorrow night, the seven eight game in the West, it is the the Timberwolves. And the Clippers, Timberwolves now three and a half point favorites. The winner will be the seventh seed and will take on the Memphis Grizzlies in a best of seven first round series. No play there either. No. No. I like the Hawks. I have a lean to the Hawks. It's not a strong lean or a light lean. It's a <laughs> middle lean. Me and too. So, Mine's just a lean. Yeah. yeah, I don't have a slight lean or a heavy lean. I just do a medium lean. And when it's a medium lean, you can't. <laughs> medium lean? Yeah, you can't do it with it. It's, I think it's a great live betting opportunity. It would be the Hawks. If they if they trail, I will be in on the Hawks side live in that game. All right. That's what we're here for tomorrow night. I, I can't. Clippers Timberwolves, I can't wait. Because I do. If yeah. the Clippers win, be, uh, beat them. You called it the greatest game in play in history. That's right. And if they if they beat the Timberwolves, watch out Grizzlies. I, um, that's all I'm saying now. Mets down watch the, out Grizzlies. Mets down to their last strike now. Down five to four. Two down in the bot in the uh, top of the ninth. The in, Phillies, uh, Phillies fans everywhere on the edge of their seat as the Phillies blew thirty-four saves last year. Whew. 
34 saves last year. That seems ungood. But, you know, this is this is where they really improve, right? Brad Hand mm-hmm. here. That was, you know, when we were doing our previews, that's what really stood out. That that was this was the division that that surprised us the most, I yep. think, right? We were like, wow, this is a pretty darn good division. Here's the one two pitch. Way outside. Two Way. and two. Uh and then and then Wednesday, I don't even need to ask this question, I guess. But the Pelicans are playing the Spurs. That's preceded. That's the Western Conference nine ten. Remember, the loser of the seven eight will play the winner of this nine ten game Wednesday on Friday for the chance to be the eighth seed. For the chance to meet in the West, the um, Phoenix Suns, and in the East, the Miami Heat, the 9-10 game in the East tomorrow, uh, excuse me, Wednesday, is the Hawks and the Hornets. Mets lose. That'll do it. Phillies win 5-4, strike out there to end things. And that'll no, do it. No play on, any, on either of the 9-10s, right? No? It's Wednesday? No. No, okay. I've, All right. I'll stop asking questions. That said, I... It'd be Pelicans or pass for me, and I think it'd be Clippers or pass for me on these on these two games. Okay. All right. I do have a bet on the Raptors for the series. You do as well. I do as well. Uh, and I'm probably going to add a Bucks minus two and a half bet. I, I think that's a good. I think that's a yeah. good bet. I think that's a good bet. And I'm I'm with Doug. Look, I got a lot of bets involved throughout the season with futures and everything. <laughs> You asked me today, I think we're watching a Bucks Suns NBA Finals it's the and the Bucks win it again. It's the first thing I said before the season. I go, how are the Milwaukee Bucks 9-1? to Right? The, the only NBA champion of our lifetime that has that long of an odds going into the following season. Because of the injuries that took place last year in the postseason, the market diminished them. Yeah. How's that looking now? I, I think they're the best team in the East. I think Phoenix is not even close. They're the best team in the West. Not even close, huh? Hmm. Interesting. Can't wait for this postseason. Play-in starting tomorrow night. For Matt Brown, for Kelly Bidlin, Gil Alexander, we've done all we can do. The Nightcap with Tim Murray and Sean King next from Circa. Enjoy from VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Every Day Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Every Day Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You may know Jackson Pollock, the painter famous for his iconic drip paintings. But what do you know about his wife, artist Lee Krasner? On Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock, the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting, just maybe not the one you're thinking of. 
Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts.